Welcome to another edition of the Sola Gratia podcast. I am David Prairie, and I am very happy to be joined once again by my good friend and partner in crime, Aaron Arnold. <laughs> Hello out there. How are you doing today, Aaron? Good. Had my chicken wings with Noah. That was great. It's always, that's a, yeah, we, we need to do a podcast on, on, uh, on lunch sometime. <laughs> Uh, but that's not for today. Today we actually want to talk about, um, uh, in some ways talk about an upcoming event that we have going on, but also just relate it to a, a broader thing that we as a youth ministry uh, partake in from time to time, mm-hmm. and, and that is this whole idea of retreats. Yeah. So, so, so youth ministries, a lot of youth ministries uh, participate in retreats, go on retreats, plan retreats, participate, and so forth. Um, describe for us or explain to us if if you don't mind. Um, what what do we mean by retreats? We're trying to we're trying to do what with these events? What what are they and what are we trying to do with them? I think when you say retreat, when I hear the word retreat, I think about getting away for a specific amount of time to focus on a specific subject. Um, you know, so because. You set you set that side of time you set that time aside, and you focus on whatever it is that the theme of the retreat is because usually they have themes. We tr- we try to make them thematic. That's right. Um, so so we mentioned we have one coming up, mm-hmm. and um, you know I should have had a brochure in front of me. I don't, so we'll just have to do this off the top of our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a theme for this upcoming retreat, and we're calling it, I think the shorthand version of it is Depraved Yet Delivered. Yeah. And, um, and so, so our plans for this retreat, are, for the theme of this retreat at least, is, is somewhat to talk um, about, I guess you'd say, the topic of sin. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the, um, the remedy for sin. Yes. So it's going to be very gospel-centered. Yes. Um, how do, what do you foresee us? So obviously this event hasn't happened yet. We're a couple of weeks away, mm-hmm. but just generally we're thinking about this event. What's that going to look like for us? Well, it looks like having, uh, several speakers focusing on one topic each and it all's unified under the depraved yet delivered theme. And then the panel discussions, which I love. Those are so much fun. Those are like live podcasts. Yeah. And you never know what's going to come at you when the students start asking questions. But uh, I think, especially this retreat is so important. The theme is because we don't, we want to have a right perspective on sin. Mm -hmm. And, you know, either, I think you can either fall into the area, one of two errors, either... You don't think you're bad enough or you think you're too bad and that God can't save you from your sin or, you know, you're still, you know, quote unquote dirty after salvation, after Christ has cleaned you up. So I'm really hoping that, especially with this retreat, the students and the leaders come away with uh, a biblically grounded understanding of sin and a biblically grounded understanding of how we're delivered from it, and a biblically grounded understanding of what we can do as a Christian, yet we still struggle with sin. Yeah. 
pursuing holiness yeah once we've been made holy mm-hmm. yeah now we're gonna have other obviously this is a weekend yeah. uh long event so friday night all day saturday sunday morning um in addition to these sessions we've got some things you know we'll have some opportunities just for some downtime yeah you know normally there's a, a football game or a frisbee game that breaks out and mm-hmm. card games of sundry kinds that's right not usually too much gambling. No, I not too think. much. Sometimes we find out strange things to do, like knock water bottles off of, you know, rafters. High, rafters, yeah. 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 Sadly, I don't think our um, videographer will be there this year. Roman's down in Pensacola. That's right. That's right. Filming his own adventures. Yeah. We Sh- miss you, Roman. Sharing them on Facebook for us. <laughs> um, and then, of course... Shooting each other with paintballs is pretty edifying. Yeah, we find. Yeah, uh, I don't we, usually do that, but I'll, I'll admit I'm scared of paintballs. Paintballing is, um, I think, overrated. You think it's overrated? I think it's overrated. I do like the ropes courses, though. Oh, I love ropes. I courses. don't even like heights, but ropes. You know, even a high ropes course, I think, is mm-hmm. is a a good exhilarating kind of a thing. Especially if you're strapped in, I can do heights. Yeah, but I once have the, once the har- on the roof. Once the harness is on, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm good to go. I'd go bungee jumping. Yeah, I don't think I would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you got me beat there. Uh, so yeah, this is um. What you know, this is we think, and I, and I certainly what we're gonna do. I highly doubt is all that different from any other, so to speak, standard youth retreat. Yeah. Um. So we're certainly not claiming to to be doing a whole lot of groundbreaking things. No. Um. But uh, but nevertheless, uh, we get excited when we have a chance to do an event like this for sure once a year or so. Uh, which leads me to to kind of give a recap of some of the things that we've done in the past, and we don't have to go in depth on all these, but I wanted to talk about some of these things we've done and um, maybe talk about some highlights or some good memories from years past. Um, one of probably the one that stands out right away to me uh, was pretty early on. So so all the way back in 2012, we went and we went away. Um, in November, and for an entire weekend, so that Friday, Saturday, Sunday block, we read the entire New Testament. Mm. And you, and you, you, you were not yet a youth leader at that time. I no. think makes me wish I was though. So you missed out. I did. And uh, and we read Matthew to Revelation uh, in three days. That's impressive. And most of the folks, I guess now, uh, I don't guess all of them, but for sure most of them who would have been on that retreat have graduated since yeah. then. That was six years ago, so Yeah. So that's a that's a memory for those that have already moved on. But that that just was so uh so enriching. And you don't have to go away on a retreat to do that. No. You could block out a weekend and just do that in your in your personal life. Good. But like you know, with the retreats, you're gathering as a a congregation, you know, you're gathering yeah. together and you all got that focus, yeah. which I think is the strength about having a retreat. Yeah. It's a, it's a group wide, um, experience yeah. and, and a shared memory mm-hmm. that, that certainly is useful. I remember a lot of the teenagers came back and 
It would have been Kyle Vaught's yep. small group, uh, which I think Austin Smith was a part yep. of. Yep. And Austin was just ranting and raving about how much he loved that and how he loved going through the whole New Testament. And he said something about Peter being a ninja or something like that. I don't know. I don't know know where that that came from. But he was excited about it. And um, maybe Jesus was a ninja. Someone in the New Testament was a ninja. But they were just so stoked that they got to go through the whole New Testament. And it was just, you know... Especially with that, I mean, you're just focusing on the Bible. Yeah. You know, what is the Bible saying? Yeah. So I think that that would have been really cool to be a part of. And it invigorated a lot of people's personal Bible reading, I think. Because yeah. they saw, wow, we, we could really, you can cover a lot of scripture if you just give time and attention to it. Yeah. And so it all of a sudden it made spending a shorter amount of time in scripture each day uh, appear much more attainable than it had before they had gone on that event, so mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. We did we did uh, so the next year and, and some of the some years we've actually done more than one, kind of a spring and fall or maybe a summer and winter. But we uh, we did we used the um, multiply videos. So David Platt and mm. Francis Chan, we did a an event based on that, uh, which we called Chain Reaction. So mm-hmm. the the chain reaction of discipleship receiving. Um, taking taking uh, information you've been discipled with and then passing it on to others um, in disciple-making. Uh, later that year, we we did one on Christianity and culture, which my friend Robert Hetrick came and, and taught at uh, and did a, did a great job. We did one, uh, which I guess would be, would be the closest to what we're about to do, mm-hmm. uh, where, we, where we asked the question, what is the gospel? And it was mm-hmm. based on a little book that I had read earlier that year, by Greg Gilbert, and we sort of followed his God, man, Christ response mm-hmm. format of that. You were at that one, I think. I was. Uh, my brother Josh was the main speaker for that one. That would have been my first year as a youth leader. So that was 2014. That was a mm-hmm. that was a winter retreat, I think. Yeah, uh, like late so. de- like late December. Yeah. Um. And then and then in 2015, the summer of 2015, actually, Coach Templeton. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That was winter too. That was winter too. That was December of 2015. He came. Oh yeah. And um, and his big thing. He actually had writ- has written a book. Um, and Aaron is holding a copy of it right now. And the and the title of the book is called To the Hilt. And it's got a picture of a sword on the front. And uh, and I still wear the T-shirt for that one <laughs> of the, of the sword. And he brought a real sword. Do you remember that? I do. His uh, his own Excalibur, as it were. Yes, and he gave the most Tarantino esque sermon I've ever heard. Was that Amnon? It was. It had. It was Amnon, and then there was a girl who had been, or someone who had been stabbed like yeah. so many times. As an that was his illustration for the. I think it was for the Amnon sermon. I think so because it was just like everything. Yeah. It was. It was brutal. And I. <laughs> And I think the um, base for that talk, really, probably for all those talks, I think you can find in the chapters of those book of his book. So we'll uh, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, Coach Templeton had been a um, a teacher of mine when I was in middle and high school, and had coached basketball at the high school and college level. Um, so he was kind of a mentor of mine. 
some of the retreats we've done have been local. We don't even go away for some of them. No. We, we'll do them here. We'll do them here at the mm-hmm. church mostly. We'll stay in people's homes. Um, that that was how we did the multiply material. But then again, we did the we did one like that in the spring. We yeah. talked about the church. Yeah, we talked about um, you know, kind of gave some explanation of of the the things that we think of as normal in church. You know why why do we do them? How did they become normal? So we yeah. talked about preaching. Yeah. We talked about giving. Yes, that was and, a good sermon. Uh, giving, a good talk. giving was Nathaniel Haston. Yeah, I still remember a, a good bit about that. He's, yeah, Nathaniel has a way of making a lot of what he says very memorable. Yes, he's he good. He's good at illustrating things, um, and then just making things stick. But and then you you talked about the uh, the ordinances. I think did you do both yes. baptism and the Lord's Supper? Uh, yeah, I did. I thought so. Two separate messages. Yeah, baptism was the first one. Yeah. Learn about cucumbers and pickles. Baptizo. <laughs> Why we immer... If, immersion. Yeah, immersion. Why we do that. No, no infant... No, no patio. Baptism. baptism. We don't, we don't baptize the gherkins. No. You gotta be mm. a full-grown <laughs> cucumber. You don't sprinkle the gherkins. <laughs> Certainly not. We baptize the cucumbers, and then and then for the last few, so so twenty summer of twenty sixteen, um, the theme of of loving God and loving others, so mm-hmm. the great commandment. Yeah. And so for that one, and then last year we did our own kind of celebration of the Reformation at five hundred. That was great, which was uh, phenomenal. I thought. And then this year we've we've done a format. Where instead of having one main speaker, we've kind of shared the responsibilities mm-hmm. um, for for a combination of youth leaders, but we've had some guests come in as well. Yep. And um, and uh, you know whether it's fellow church members or again, I know my brother came and did one last year. Um, you know other other teachers we know that are good. So so we've we've kind of teamed up at it, and and that seems to have. Um, not that there's a wrong way to do it, but I, no. I, I like, I like being able to share the load with some hearing from different folks as well. Yeah. And it always seems to fit together. Like, yeah. it's just really cool how that, how that goes. You know, even, even with the different teaching styles and the different focuses that the different speakers might have, it always seems to work out and come together yeah. very nicely. Every guy has his own style. Mm-hmm. And uh, some are some are more, um, I guess, thoughtful. Some are more humorous. Mm-hmm. Some are more, maybe intellectual, more theological. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 definitely a a good mix. And then this year, I should point out, we have a few guys. So so you'll teach a session, and mm-hmm. I'll teach a session. But then the other three are actually being covered by some of our younger. Yeah. Um, Youth leaders, so so adult guys, but but young adults. Yeah, and uh, so I'm I'm excited for them to have a chance to um, to to take on that task. I don't know. I'm probably more excited than they are. <laughs> I think it'll be great. A couple of them are I'm pretty excited. nervous, but I, I I know they'll do really well. <laughs> um. So yeah, about once a year for the last you know seven years or so. Uh, and again, sometimes twice a year, we'll mm-hmm. we'll kind of do a getaway like this. Um, and we've done, I guess I should point out too, there there are occasions where we've done some that are junior high only, yeah, some that are senior high only, mm-hmm. 
we've gotten away from splitting it up more or less. We we really just kind of open it up for everybody middle yeah. and high school. Yeah. Um, which I think has has been fine. Has gone well. Yeah, I think it works well. Um. And we've done these in addition to a few other uh, getaways. Mm-hmm. So so we've gone for camps and conferences and mm-hmm. and and other um, combined retreats. Uh, you want to give an overview of what some of those have been? Uh, well, Saw is the one that I'm m- most familiar with. I w- I did go to TLC as a student. Yeah, and that was really good. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me there was just how into everything the worship leader was. He's a great guy. And why don't, why don't we do these one at a time? So explain SAW to us. Okay, SAW is an acronym for Super Awesome Weekend. And that usually takes place in January when it's cold. And, you know, it's just a general, you know, Retreat like we have, but it's with a bunch of other churches and youth groups and um, from the Chattanooga area. From the Chattanooga area, is it? It's put on by the Youth Network, yes. correct? Yes. And that that's I enjoyed it. I've only been there once, but I enjoyed it. Um, I saw a lot of my friends who have been involved with crew there doing the sound. Yep, that was fun. Um, just you know, that was really great. Breakfast ministry. I thought it was going to be painful, but it turns out that I woke up before they woke me up. So it was actually really entertaining to come yeah. watch these guys come in and confuse, absolutely confuse June Sue especially. To, yeah. That was, uh, this is not your toothbrush. Probably <laughs> one of the most classic. I really wish they had all that on, on video. I want to see the outtakes, but I don't think they ever posted the outtakes. Um, maybe not. Now the if you just want to see uh, generally what breakfast ministry is, you can Google the Chattanooga Youth Network or or Super Awesome Weekend, and uh, I think they keep those videos on their main yeah. web page. And it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's on YouTube. It's uh, it's great. We won't give you exactly what breakfast ministry is. You just need to see it for yourself. Yeah. And know that if you are sleeping, you do not want to be a part of it. That's right. If you need your six and a half hours of the, you know, the the dark and dreamless. And then you you also mentioned TLC. Yeah. TLC, that that's up at Clark Summit. Yeah. Teen Leadership Conference. And I went up there <laughs> once. It was my junior year. Yeah, it was my junior year. It's the summer of my junior year. I can't remember if it was my... First junior year or my second junior year because I had an extra year. I was homeschooled. Maybe it was the summer in between the two. It was one of those. But we went up and, uh, yeah, it was just a great time to get together and worship and, again, have focus. But I can't remember what the focus was. You know, they had a bunch of different speakers. Tim Algren was there. Love that guy because we would play Mal when he was here. Yeah. And he hated that because <laughs> I can't tell you why. Because then, by the rules of Mal, I can't even say anything let's just, else. Let's just say everybody hates Mal. I, I like un, it. Un, until everybody <laughs> hates it until you learn to love it. Yeah, it's like learning how to pr- play a prank on people. Yeah, <laughs> an awful yeah. prank. He hated that game. And TLC uh, had 
some similarities to Saw mm-hmm. in that it's a it's a it's designed for a it's open to a variety of churches. Yes, there were so many groups. there. And now because it's uh, TLC is a more national event, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, we'd go all the way up to Pennsylvania for yeah. it. And you'd meet people from youth groups in, obviously, Pennsylvania, but also Ohio, Michigan, yep. Indiana. All over the place. New York, all kinds of places. Yeah. And um, so, and it was more of a, um, and it was on a college campus. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Saw, we would do at a, just at a, at a retreat center. Yeah. And I was able to, we were able to visit the famous underground cafe. That's right. Who knows? Matt might have been managing it, and I didn't even know him. Well, Matt was was Mr. TLC. I don't know if you remember that. But Matt, in a way... Do you remember Glenn Amos? I don't know. Okay. Nathaniel remembers these guys, but he uh-huh. and I went to TLC a couple of different times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt, Matt and Glenn were basically Mr. TLC. You know, the two of them together were, were TLC. Wow. Yeah. So he would have, Matt would have been on stage and as goofy as you could imagine. I don't remember him being there, but I don't know it. The year I well, went you wouldn't have, I mean, was you the first have. year. It, so this would have been my first junior because it was your first year going as a leader, like as a graduator from youth group okay. leader. Okay. That's what I remember. Okay. But I don't remember... Matt being there. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I remember Matt. I remember Matt and Glenn being the primary faces of it. Huh. And it was actually interesting when he was when he was being, uh, of course, Matt now is our headmaster here at the school. Yeah. And I remember him being, um, him candidating for the job here. And I think I first learned that he was candidating because I was in Mike Swanson's office and Mike had his LinkedIn page pulled up on his computer. Hmm. And I said, I know that guy from TLC. And Mike said, yeah, he's the next headmaster of the school. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Anyways. How fun. Was. And we've gone to camps yeah. uh, as well. So we've taken groups to place uh, up in Michigan called Lake Ann, where actually the uh, youth pastor who was here before me mm-hmm. had taken a job up there. But we've gone to West Virginia for camp, and, and, and we've even um, – conducted camps yeah not really since i've been in leadership here but uh we used to kind of run our own junior camp which is frightening to think about and the teens were the counselors (laughs) that's so yeah so scary i don't know you know i yeah but nobody died nobody died uh only a few got head lice fires (laughs) that that's right there was a fire literal actual fire in a cabin it, that was that was Nathaniel's blanket or towel yeah. or something in my cabin. Yeah. And I didn't even think to get out. I was just like, oh, there's a fire. Let's go back to bed. There you got it. Yeah, frightening, frightening things. Youthful ignorance. It's kind of like playgrounds. Playgrounds used to be extremely dangerous. And I don't know why they had what they had. I don't know how we didn't all end up dead. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good now, metaphor. now all those things used to have. Uh, all those things do have their own benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, pros and cons. Anything stand out to you from from any of those that you say these these kinds of things were especially good about one or the other? Or 
Well, I think in general, summer camps are good for kids because it, because you know, going to camp during the summer is just kind of a thing that people do. Hmm. You know, whether you're whether it's quote unquote, you know, secular or profane. You know, uh, whether uh, no sacred or profane, secular, sacred or secular. Whether you're going with a church group or not with a church group. Yeah. Let's stick to normal terms. Okay. So, you know, having a church camp gives church kids an opportunity to go off and do the kinds of things, you know, that um, that you would be doing at camp. But gospel-centered, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I can still, I still have memories from junior camp, you know, the flaming toilet paper roll Mm -hmm. and the brush fire. Um, that was one of the greatest props for one of my favorite Bible stories ever. Uh, Elijah and the prophets of Baal and the flaming toilet paper roll. Um, coming down, like coming down a zip line, basically. Yes. Nobody expected it. And when we saw it, we were just like, what? Oh, good times. Uh, so I think it, I think having that is an advantage because it teaches kids, you know, that it's good to get away yeah. and have focused time. And that church doesn't have to be boring because as a kid, I think you tend to think those things. Yeah. Um, sadly. But it's, um, yeah, I think junior camp was great. The disadvantage of it when we were young was it was teenagers running around as camp counselors and that didn't always end great. Um, one counselor who will remain nameless. This was when I was a counselor, not a kid, but, um, scared, uh, scared some of my kids into, uh, having accidents. I'm just leave it that way. So those are the kinds of counselors you got when you had, uh, teenagers as counselors. And it it got messy, but literally again, <laughs> nobody died. Oh right. goodness! So yeah. So as far as that one goes, that's advantage and disadvantage. But then you know, junior camp, we we sent them off to camp in the more reliable, you know, yeah. hands. Yeah, I guess we think we think. Um, <laughs> you know, we talk about it now, and we kind of shake our heads about it. You know, but our still, I would say most of my memories, even from those kinds of things, are more positive than negative. For sure, yeah. And uh, so we, you know, I think we learned, we learned a lot. Sometimes you learn a lot from just by. Hey, we probably shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and that's okay too. That is. Now, I will. I will say, um, just based on my own personality, and the makeup of of the students that we have now um i've gotten away from taking kids to camp mm-hmm. and and i i could understand why that would be kind of a a criticism maybe but what we've more or less replaced camps with are mission trips yeah and of course we talked last episode about mission trips and the pros yeah. and cons of those so we don't need to revisit that no um but the idea there at least in my thinking is you spend even your normal time at church on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of intake. Yeah. 
and mission trips and, and and local outreaches that we aim for, especially during the summer, but we 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 try to sprinkle those in throughout the year as well. Give you a chance to put out yeah. and serve yeah. rather than just come and sit and soak and be right. served. Right. And um of course the retreats in a way also have I guess you'd say um re- replaced in a sense at least for the time being. I mean that this it we're not to say that things will always be run this way but um the retreats ha- in a way have taken their place as well mm-hmm. for those focused getaway let's let's put our attention on this topic for a short time. Yeah. Any other specific um memories um about retreats from when when you were a student could be, could be could be camps could be tlc it could be a weekend retreat we did we did weekend we did boot camp is yeah fact, boot is camp what it was called. yeah now i do remember that as a youth yeah and i remember um the in fact one... that's the closest thing format wise to what we do now yeah. and we've even there are years where we've maintained that term yeah camp yeah i i do remember the basic training oh okay i'll tell you one of my favorite memories okay we had it was a year and i can't remember where we went but it's a year that we had the brian worldview team come down yeah I remember. and it was probably one of the more controversial ones because they were showing us video clips from movies like the matrix which was like you know Every every kid that was fifteen years old at the time just thought, "Oh, this is the coolest thing ever." Yeah, I mean, everyone did. Yeah, um, but that was that was a lot of fun. Just learning about what a worldview is, um, how to decipher things in media, you know. And everyone was all like wondering if the world was even real after watching The Matrix. It was really absurd, <laughs> um, but. Going up, this is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorite times ever. We did a photographic scavenger hunt. Not a scavenger hunt. Let me back up. It was, you took pictures on the way up, and then you told you put them under a slide projector or something, and you told a story with those pictures. Yeah. And we had Ken Ivins. He was our bus driver, yeah. our van driver. And we went... I don't I mean I don't even know how we did this going up but we went through College Dale to the airport our, we had a blown tire and so we had like pictures of people eating tires and Jason Labor was like looked like he was taking a dump over a no dumping sign like no <laughs> dumping sign so we had this whole like story about going to the airport trying to get to camp having our problems and our snacks and just I thought it was really clever it yeah. was it was a good time, and then uh, uh, what was another memory was the uh, I remember Eddie Ben Cosby's um, design for basic training. He was the graphic designer yeah. for. I still have that shirt and thought it was a cool logo. It had a cartoon looking tank and very cartoon looking letters, and that was on Lookout Mountain. And yeah, it was uh, you know I guess that one was just getting back to the basics of the Bible. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And then, um, another one of the memories was the insane. We were at, where is it? Um, Vesper Point. Okay. And this would have been like the year after I graduated, I think. Okay. But I still came on the retreat. 
And, or maybe, no, 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 no. It was my senior year. Okay. But I was already, like, super old. And we did this race, and John Jarvis and I were on the same team, and all these other, I don't remember who else, but... I had eaten two Philly cheesesteak sandwiches nice. instead of just one because they had they're very stingy with their food at Vesper Point. Yeah, they are. You know, they say here it is. This is what we've cooked. You can't have any more. Yeah. Okay. So they're just being good stewards of what they have, I guess. I but anyways, guess. so we're doing this race and we get to the climbing wall, and I think I'm just gonna lose it. The second Philly cheesesteak. The second Philly cheesesteak. Shouldn't have gone for the second Philly cheesesteak. You know, we're running all over the place, and I'm heavy, and John's, like, trying to pull me up and barely gets me over the wall, and, you know, I feel like I'm going to lose it. Getting stitches from one place to another, but we were the ones who figured out the puzzle because everyone else at the end was, like, running all over, like, oh, we can't find the last thing, but... We figured it out, and we won, and it was glorious. And I played my accordion at the retreat. There you go. So it's a, it's a good one. And Statue. Yeah. That's all. That's still a, <laughs> a, a must-have at the retreat. Yeah. And uh, always a popular one. Two noses. What? <laughs> that's right. How? Some kids will figure it out. That's true. Um... Yeah, I I'll just add to that. My senior year, uh, Ken had four of my classmates to speak. Mm. So Jeremy Matthias did one. Um, Sarah Mowry did one. I think, I think, uh, I think Andrew may have done one. Andrew Ward, uh-huh. and then I don't remember who the fourth. I didn't do one. But anyways, they they each um, had a chance to teach. Yeah, they, those like they were the speakers, and yeah. I thought that was that that was neat in the sense that that can put that added responsibility onto the upperclassmen. Yeah, you know, to the seniors and and basically, and he of course he guided them and he helped them and he he gave them, you know, the the ideas for here's how we want to approach this. But each one was able to use his or her own personality. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, and so that was that was pretty unique. Um, now, our admittedly, most of our memories have a lot less to do with the content of what was being taught, yeah, and more about, as you said, uh, scavenger hunts and mm-hmm. races, and um, and so forth. For our for our own students, we're looking at this upcoming retreat. What do you, what do we kind of hope and expect? And, and think would be most memorable for them? Well, I think you always hope that the messages stick yeah. and that something clicks or some things click with the students. Um, you know, that they take, you know, that they take with them for the rest of their lives or even just getting to middle or high school, you know. Um, you hope that, that something sticks, that something's said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also hope that, you know, this is a chance to just, you know, whoever goes up there, we get to know each other better and it builds those relationships. You know, I, 
I just, I love it. You know, I love being able to build relationships with the teenagers and, and with the leaders in a, in an environment outside of church. Yeah. You know, I love it. I love, you know, building those relationships in the church environment, but getting away, doing the ropes course, you know, the low ropes course, having to work as a team to get through things or, you know, I loved last year, uh, you know, fitting all those, all of those bodies on that block, yeah, and just like completely dumbfounding the, the uh, the staff there, yeah. Like we did it, yeah. Look who we got on this on this, you know, four by four square or yeah. whatever it was, yeah. And uh, you know that I, I love doing that, and hope that you know all the participants. It builds relationships. It encourages. You know, because I think that's that's a really important part of of the youth ministry. Yeah, and it seems like that almost happens a lot more naturally at an event like this than it would than it would otherwise. Yeah, like you said, we're around the students a couple hours a week, maybe otherwise. Yeah, but when you go and you you really do kind of live with somebody for two or three days. Yeah, um, you you really have to. Um, sort of navigate life together just even for a little while. And it does, as you said, strengthen relationships that, that already exist. But a lot of times you end up interacting with people in ways that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. And it happens student to student. It happens leader to leader. It happens leader to student. Yeah. You know, and I, I think one of, the, one of the reasons that is is because you do have those structured times yeah. and those formal times. And then you have a lot of relaxed time. Yeah informal times that you're just being yourself you know yeah because once once the sermon starts once the session starts you know then you're you know put the phone down you know you're having to you you do have to police yeah you know but it's you have a lot more time that you're not having to do that that you know, usually when students come on Wednesday nights, on Sunday mornings, you know, as a leader, you're you're wanting you have to police behavior. And I mean, you know, it's not bad. It's just that's just that you know, right? That's just what teenagers right. do, and some leaders. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, you know, when you're out of those sessions and out of small groups, because small groups is another time when you're you're trying to facilitate discussion and keep crowd control. Yeah. But on a retreat, you don't have that and so you're you you're the relationship is the relationship is still student leader, but it it's seeing each other in a different kind of way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um one of the coolest um experiences, I guess, and it or or just um things to do, I think, on a retreat, as a leader, at least for me, is oftentimes during those downtimes, especially if if everyone is in pretty close proximity to, to one another, is just to kind of step back and just watch people interact. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of soak it all in and you just watch them be themselves. You know, you watch them hang out, you watch them interact, uh, you know, most of them are social to an extent 
but probably even more, you know, they tend to maybe come out of their shell even a little bit more at a at an event like that. Yeah. And uh, it's just really, it's kind of even hard to explain, but you just sort of observe everybody be, be themselves around each other, watch them interact, um, and it, and it's and it's really kind of neat. How how do those how do those times, times like that where you go away on a retreat, um, in a way we want them to kind of supplement what we do normally. So mm-hmm. we talked about. Wednesdays and Sundays being more structured. Getaways are are structured, but usually lesser. So, mm-hmm. why do why do we why would you how would you say that the two work together? Hopefully, they do. Otherwise, we wouldn't do both of them. Right. Well, I think the unstructured times are attractive. You know. Yeah. And so students want to come. Hopefully, hopefully to to, you know, grow in their walk, and to gather together. Um, but when you you know when you offer, you know, we have a lot of of students who are really tight with each other. Yeah. And to be able to go off with your friends is attractive to them. Yeah. Go off and have fun, is attractive to them, but. You know, it's it's doing life together. Yeah. You know, even if it's just for a weekend. And that's so important, I think, to build unity and fellowship with each other. But you got to have the structured times, you know, um, to focus in on the word. And so, you know, I think they work together because it provides, it provides a, a time that you know, you have fun, you get to know each other, maybe in a different light than you would have otherwise. But it's that focus time as well in the Word. And it provides an opportunity to grow together as a group, but also personally in your own Christian walk. Yeah. I do think there's some truth to the saying that there are, pe- there are people who will come on an event like a retreat mm-hmm. who wouldn't come to a church service. Yeah. Um, and so I think not that we offer every retreat as an evangelistic tool, right? but certainly we're happy for that to be the case for sure. Um, but also you can't just make, I would, I would contend also that you can't just make your, your entire ministry one big retreat either. Right. Um, cause otherwise you're probably not going as deep as you should on, right. on certain things. So, so I do think that there's a, a balance there. Definitely. Um, anything else you want to say about just what you as a, as a youth leader look forward to the most, uh, about events like this? So think ahead what we're about to do in a couple of weeks and is there anything in particular you're most excited about, most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the panel discussions. I love those. So you mentioned those once before and we haven't really explained them. Yeah. So... Go ahead. Explain Explain to our audience. So a panel discussion happens after at least one talk has been given by a speaker. And it usually has something to do with that topic of that, that, um, the speak, you know, whatever the, the speaker. The one that's just happened. Yeah, the one that's just happened. Yeah. And so, um... It's sometimes, you know, sometimes there's formal questions, sometimes it's just informal, sometimes the students ask questions relating to that topic, 
And it's a discussion between anywhere from, you know, three to five leaders. And someone will, you know, say, I'll answer the question. You have a, you know, after they answer it, does anyone else have any input? And then, you know, the leaders play off or the speakers play off of each other and answer each other. And, and it's just, it's just fun to have that. It's kind of like a live podcast. Yeah. That's how you described it earlier. And I think that's a good way to. Yeah. And, and as a, as a, um, as a viewer, I guess, so we'll say as a, as a student mm-hmm. or as somebody in the audience, it seems to me like they benefit from it, one, because um, they're learning about a topic in a more conversational way rather yeah. than just a lecture way. Yeah. But also, I think they're seeing a little bit more of the personality of the leaders come out in those talks. Yeah. Rather than just, I, I can I can get up and teach, and my personality is probably going to come out some in how I teach. Uh-huh. But also, I'm pretty tied to my material. That's just the way yeah. I structure it. Yeah. Uh, whereas if in a panel discussion, I can be a little more off the cuff, and you're probably going to maybe, so to speak, get to know me a little better, get to know a little more about what I'm like by watching me interact in a setting like that. Yeah. You know, than just if I get up and teach on a subject. Yeah. And I think... It provides an opportunity for the students to, or the the audience members, uh, to ask questions in a more relaxed setting. Yeah. Like, to some, it may be intimidating to raise their hand in the middle of a service and ask questions. Yeah. Obviously, that's not a problem for some. Yeah. But, (laughs) um... But for some, it, you know, it's, it's in, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to say anything. But if you open it up, if you open the floor up and it's in a more conversational, you know, then it, it might be, people might be more open to that than, yeah. you know, or since it is more interactive. Because, you know, there's some people who structure their talks more interactively. Right. You know, Nathaniel is an extremely interactive. He will, yeah. he will have a topic. And, and this is great, you know, just a great educator. And he, uh, he'll have you do a project in the middle of his, of his talk. And then he'll almost guide where he's going by the way that the people, you know, have come up. And, you know, he had us, I don't know, he, he's, he's just, it's just great. He has us do these things. You know, that's more interactive. Yeah. I'm more, you know, I'm going to find all kinds of Bible verses that, you know, and just go through the Bible verses that speak on the subject. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I'm more lecture-based. So it's easy It's easy for, I think, the audience in a lecture-based to kind of like go on autopilot mode. Yeah. And not want to be as interactive. And it's probably also easier for the lecturer or the speaker to kind of go on autopilot, you know. Yeah. And so... You know, someone can raise their hand and ask a question or say something that totally throws you off. And, you yeah. know, if you're not prepared for that or you're not good at speaking, you know, that's, yeah. Yeah. That, that's more difficult. Whereas if you're just having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for students, you know, there are some who, like you said, would aren't, aren't shy to ask a question at any point in time. Yeah. But for others who might have a question that they feel like is pretty important, um, but maybe they're not going to ask it unless they're unless they know it's 
okay to do it. Yeah. You know, so you, in a, in a, when you're inviting questions, I think that frees people up to say, okay, now's where I really can ask this and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same way. I, I enjoy the panels. Um, you know, I think, I, I don't know. I think maybe with a lot of these retreats, there's, there are certain things that we as leaders enjoy more than the students. <laughs> I think the students appreciate the panels. I think they, as I said, I, there's a sense in which I think they kind of learn more in a setting like that than they do even from a, from a structured sermon. Yeah. Um, last thing I have on my list here is, is kind of just an observation that typically these kind of retreats are somewhat unique to youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously we, for, for younger kids, you know, that we, we obviously have camps, yeah. junior camps and, uh, and things for kids to participate in. But even the structure of those is, is typically quite a bit different than what we're talking about. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, I don't hear a lot about adult retreats. Or family retreats. Or family retreats, yeah. Um, maybe college retreats, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it seems like what we do, seems like this kind of event is is almost exclusive to the middle school, high school, and, and probably at the oldest, a college age type yeah. setting. Is there a reason why that might be the case? You know, would it be, could it be beneficial for us to offer something like this to our church as a whole and say, we've rented out this facility for a, a weekend and we're, you know, maybe you do it just for men, maybe you do it just for ladies, maybe you do it for and again, I know such things exist. This would yeah. be totally out of the realm of reality, but just something, or maybe it's just something you do. Just open the whole to the whole church. You know, bring your families, bring your, you know, to this event. Um, is it just is is something like that too logistical, logistically difficult? I mean, why I, is it that events like this s- seemingly only happen in youth ministry? Well, first of all, I want to say this. One of my, one of the best retreats I've ever had was with a college group. Okay. And we went up to this little place and so college retreats do exist. Yeah. And Brant and May Lou were the, the guest speakers. Okay. We went to Gatlinburg and, you know, we had this little place off of Wears Valley Road. I love Gatlinburg. I love Pigeon Forge. I love that whole area. Yeah. And uh, we, this is the only time that you would ever have Brant Holiday performing Yellow Submarine while playing rock band. <laughs> it was something else. It was a great time. Um, and we went through a lot of the songs and it, it was a really, really good retreat. Um, and that was very feel edifying and unifying and the the career class they've had retreats before so yeah it's not like they don't exist yeah they're just rare i think and those were the ones with the career class they've gone up to gatlinburg too those were fun and yeah gary gouge was a speaker one time john dom was a speaker one time nice um just you know it's just really good i think to get away and have focused time uh, for any age group, mm-hmm. I think it would be phenomenal 
to do that churchwide. You know, I mean, there are certain times you have the father-son retreat. Right. Um, so that's a men's retreat. And then like the, at least here at Grace. And then at the, um, you know, the daughter, the mother-daughter breakfast or luncheon or brunchen or, you know, they do that. That's not, that. that's like a stay here retreat. No, I think it's a banquet typically is what they, yeah. how they would describe it. Well, they have a tea. Yeah. They do tea. Yeah. Um. But I think I I think logistics would would I think play a big part into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could only have families staying in a room, and even that might be problematic. You know, I mean, depending on how old the kids are and all right. those kinds of things. Yeah. And the way that camps are set up, um, you could divide them men and women, and that would solve that. And but uh, you know, as far as getting multiple families into one room, but uh, I think it would be great. I would love, I would love to do that. I don't know why people don't. Yeah. I don't know why churches don't. And you mentioned certain categories of people, like men's only events, yeah. women's only events. Um, you know that that even here at Grace we have we've seen done. There there are certain times of year even where like uh, the staff will get away. Yeah. And do a retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or go to conferences. Yeah. And 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 I enjoy and I find those times to be extremely. Um, especially the conferences, to be extremely just um, refreshing. Yeah, I think is the best word for it. Yeah, you know, just to to kind of um, get to go and especially as as an adult and as a leader, I think you appreciate more than just sitting and soaking because mm-hmm. you feel, especially as a in in ministry, you're just exerting so much energy all the time, and you feel like you're 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 um putting out more than you're taking in. Yeah. And so to get and go to go away and to get to just as I said soak in the scripture and and uh focus on it exclusively for a few days is just unbelievably helpful mm-hmm. and and encouraging. So um yeah. You know, I, again, I don't know what an event like that would look like. Yeah. Church wide, but I just it. I've wondered, and I've and I've, I, in some ways, discussed it with others as to you know, man, that just seems like it would be so helpful. So why is it that we only do it? Yeah. Typically with youth. So. Well, and one thing, and I was just thinking about this is. The the participants in a retreat usually have something in common. In other words, right. Um, this is a youth retreat, so... They're the same age group. They're the same age generally. group. You know, um, if you're doing a men's retreat, a father-son retreat, you're going to be able to speak universally to that group. Yeah. You know, I've, I've gone up there even as, you know, a son, but just by myself, just as, you know, a man going on a man retreat. Right. You know, and it's still helpful. You yeah. know, I learned things that... If I ever need, you know, if I'm ever become a father, I have, I've learned things about what it is to be a father to a son from those retreats. Yeah. Um, and there's enough downtime at events like that, that kind of the same thing happens we're talking about with youth retreats. Yeah. You're probably going to end up sitting by somebody at a meal yeah. or around a campfire mm-hmm. or at the lake that yeah. you wouldn't otherwise talk to in the hallways at church. Right. But you're going to get to know a little bit about them and yeah. you're going to... And that, so that so that the next time you do see them at church, yeah, you probably are going to shake their hand or go out of your way to yeah. catch up with them. 
And, uh, you know, the same with the mother-daughter banquet or tea or whatever it is they do. Um, they're all women. And so you can speak to the needs that they have. Yeah. I guess with a if you're doing a church retreat, you're looking at all age groups. And, you know, I guess it wouldn't be much different than, you know, a church service away from the church. But logistically, yeah, that, that would be difficult finding the activities. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. I I would be all for it. And even by asking about it, I'm not necessarily advocating for it. No. It's just a thing I wondered. Yeah. Why is it that this these kinds of events seem almost restricted to this sort of age group? I don't think it should be. Just like fairy tales. Fairy tales should not be restricted to children. That's what C.S. Lewis said. Paraphrase. Got to get that in there. It's always good to end on a C.S. Lewis <laughs> note. Uh, well, Aaron, as always, I've enjoyed uh, having this conversation with you. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it's edifying for others as well. hope so. So thanks for your time this afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me.